listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for tuning in. The 110th annual NAACP convention opened in Detroit this past Saturday. The organization last held its national convention here in 2007, and things have changed a lot since then, both in the national landscape and in the city itself. There's also different leadership with Detroit native Derek Johnson at the helm as the NAACP's president. He joins us now to talk about some of the issues being discussed at this year's convention, the role of the organization in 2019, and how he's looking at the upcoming presidential election next year. Derek Johnson, welcome to Detroit Today and welcome home to Detroit. And it's good to be home. Yeah, right? That's yeah. really great. Um, so, uh, as I said in the intro, a lot has changed since uh, 2007, which was the last time uh, mm-hmm. the National Convention was here. Uh, talk about how those changes might be reflected in this year's convention. But, you know, we are narrowly focused on the election in 2020 at this juncture. Uh, we know the elections have consequences. The current uh, political landscape in this country has turned to a, a very negative uh, in terms of intolerance and racial hatred. For African-Americans. For African-Americans, sure for Latinos, for, for Americans who understand the current climate as offensive. Uh, and we all should see it as offensive. Uh, we have a, uh, learned a lot from the past. We should not be repeating some of the negative history of the past. And so I think that's the biggest thing that have changed. And secondly... Uh, for our delegates and our members in the communities we represent, uh, for us it is upgrading how we approach uh, the process of getting people engaged civically, uh, whether it's the census process, the presidential, local elections, or or the drawing the political boundaries we call redistricting. Those things are are foundational in terms of making democracy work for all. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, I think, uh, who aren't part of the African-American community um, sometimes wonder what the role of an organization like the NAACP is in 2019. Of course, it has uh, this incredible historic role, but uh, for a lot of people who are not African-Americans, I think it's it's worth explaining what uh, what the organization does and why that's important. But, you know, primarily our role is to make democracy work for all people, uh, to fight for a quality of life uh, uh, for African-Americans and other disenfranchised communities uh, that we should uh, all assume is is a part of the norm of this nation, but also to fight against discrimination where it rears its head. Uh, our mission has been consistent for 110 years. Uh, the necessity of our mission has remained uh, uh, evident for 110 years until we can say that racial bias and discrimination and structural uh, 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 problems that we have seen systemically in our governance systems uh, has been completely rooted out and removed, then there will not be an organization needed like the NAACP. But you and I both know and many of, uh, of individuals outside of the African American communities also can see it is apparent that NACP is still re- relevant and needed. Yeah, we're not there yet. Uh, um, a long uh, answer, but <laughs> say we're not there yet, right? I got right, it. Right? <laughs> um, uh, so also g- give us a sense of the importance of Detroit 
in the NAACP. The history here is is different than it is uh, other places. Uh, I, I always say that's why I think we get the convention so often <laughs> here <Yeah>. in Detroit. <laughs> we, we've held the convention here eight times in our history, more than any other city. You know, Detroit is unique. Uh, my family migrated here from West Tennessee like many families. Uh, my family in 1952 because uh, there was a quality of living and job opportunity for African-Americans that it was not available in many areas, particularly in the South. Uh, and as a result of that, by the end of 1960 and through the 70s, African Americans had the highest standard of living uh, than any other community in the country because of well-paying blue-collar jobs uh, through labor. Uh, UAW was a main factor in that. Uh, we had a lot of Teamster mem- members uh, working for places like UPS and truck drivers. Uh, 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 teachers, AFT and NEA were also uh, big here in the city. And so African-Americans uh, migrated to where opportunities presented itself. If you consider that reality, uh, they also uh, invested their resources in maintaining and growing the NAACP and supporting the NAACP nationally. Some of our uh, strongest leaders have come out of Detroit, and so Detroit is significant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk some about uh, 2020 and the the forming field, I guess, of, of, of Democratic hopefuls. You got a lot of them here uh, for the convention, is that right? That's, that is correct. And we decided to go to a format where uh, we have a discussion with individuals who are offering themselves up for uh, the position of the presidency as opposed to a, just surrendering the mic and allow them to give the regular stump speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to get more to the substance uh, April Ryan will be the moderator, and we we chose April because not only is she a Washington correspondent, uh, she's an active life member of the NAACP, and so she can really uh, channel some of the, of the concerns and questions that many of our delegates have in terms of their options uh, or, or, uh, or policy consideration. Yeah. And I know that for a lot of those candidates, this is a key stop, right? This is a key constituency. Uh, and, and showing up at this convention and answering those questions is uh, really important. Uh, there will be one person who is not coming uh, this week, uh, and that's the president of the United States, mm-hmm. who I, I should note was invited, as all presidents Always are. Invited. Uh, he's not going to he's not going to be with us. That's correct. You know, we invite every year uh, the sitting president, uh, uh, irregardless of political party. We're a nonpartisan organization. Uh, we invited the president last year. We invited him when he was the nominee for his party. Uh, so we've done the consistently the same thing. Uh, the White House entertained uh, the invitation this year. Uh, they declined, I think, mostly because uh, the format was going to be something uh, that, that he that couldn't control. He couldn't control. <laughs> it was different, right? And we're treating all candidates the same, but it is not our interest is not to carry out his desires of his, his interests. Our interest is to to vet uh, candidates through a level of questions that would meet the needs and or answer uh, the issues that's is prevalent in our communities across this country. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is NAACP President Derek Johnson. He is in town along with many, many, many other folks uh, for the NAACP 
National Convention, the 110th annual convention, which opened in Detroit this past Saturday. We're talking about the organization's role, uh, the upcoming 2020 election, uh, and uh, other issues uh, here in the city of Detroit. Uh, Derek, you are from here uh, mm-hmm. in Detroit, which uh, of course makes us quite proud that uh, that you're president of the NAACP. Tell us how you came uh, to that role from uh Life here in Detroit. I left here to attend school in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, a historically black college uh, called Tougaloo College. Mm -hmm. Very small, really active in the civil rights movement. A lot of the veterans of the civil rights movement would come back to the school. So I was able to immerse in the concept of uh, civil rights history. And what was uh, surprising to me, I would read about someone and then see that person on campus <laughs> or get a chance to talk to them. I became intrigued. And so I, I got involved as a result of that. And from there was the college president, the state youth president, one way to law school came back, was active with the, the state and my local NAACP, was vice president of the state conference, became state president of Mississippi, was elected to the national board, became vice chair of the board, and now I'm in this position. <laughs> uh, it has been a true labor of love. Uh, majority of my uh, professional maturing came through the NAACP, uh, and for up until this very moment, it was all volunteer. Mm. We're a volunteer-based organization. Uh, and the commitment uh, that I see so many people have across this country is because they love the community. They want to add value to this democracy, and they want to be a voice to make sure we perfect this democracy uh, in a way in which we could uh, guarantee a better future for uh, the young people uh, that's coming behind us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got about two minutes left, but I but I absolutely want to talk about another thing that's happening yes. in 2020, which is census. Yes. And I know you guys are very focused on making sure people get counted. Not only we focus, uh, we are frustrated, and as a result of our frustration uh, with the lack of resources, this administration is. Uh, applying to the census, we we literally filed a lawsuit against the administration. Uh, when we began to look at uh, the budget requests and the budget allocation for the census, it was a clear recognition that uh, if, not, if nothing was, if, it, if no one did anything, there would be a severe undercount. Uh, you, you may recall in the 1990s when Detroit went through the same process. Yes, we did. And we had to appeal and fight because there is a numerical threshold which would have, which would have cost uh, the city of Detroit tens of millions of dollars had we fallen below that numerical threshold in terms of population. Uh, and so we're seeing this reality across the country. The census is not just about counting people. It is the formula used to allocate federal funds for key projects, whether it's uh, CDBG funds, and we see a lot of community development block grant funds coming to the city of Detroit to uh, build out and maintain our infrastructure, our roads, our bridges, our sewage lines. Uh, it is the calculus made for education funds and so many other things. And so that it is foundational, and we should not uh, uh, take shortcuts uh, in ways in which we would guarantee an undercount. We should do all we can to get an accurate count because it is the best reflection of how uh, we uh, provide federal support in key areas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Derek Johnson, president of the NAACP, native Detroiter, 
Thanks for being here with us on Detroit Today, and welcome home again. Thank, thank you for having me, and I apologize for the long answers. <laughs> That's all right. They were great. <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for me today. I will be back tomorrow, and I hope you will, too. Uh, the show will be preempted for the testimony of Robert Mueller in front of the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, this is 1019 WDET, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.